right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to 614 Headsets. A little special episode, all right? So if you're just tuning in and listening, a lot of people do. This is our first time on the road. Our episode with Coach Snedeker did so well, we had to bring him back on, and we're set up here in his wonderful basement, and we're excited to put all of this mobile studio to work for the first time, all right? So we're going to roll through this. Coach Sayer, say hello. Shout out to Fundraising University for making sure that we're able to be mobile. That's all a lot from Brent and sponsoring us and being making it something that we can do. And I'm excited to have these guys on. These are two of my best friends in the coaching world. Back, and I guess you could almost call it like a guest co-host if we ever need one in the future. I guess Coach Snedeker. So. Yep, Coach and then what we have here is a very special guest, Chris Roberts. Go ahead and say hello, Chris. Hey, what's going on, everybody? All right. Hey, Tom Brady said it best. Football is unconditional love, and we couldn't agree more. It was an amazing day today. We've been talking about this on the podcast a lot, about how we were going to have this opportunity to come together and have our 7-7. Seven and seven. It was a great day of football, and we just knew we were also going to get together and podcast and talk even more football. So this might be literally the best day of my summer so far. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to lie. Any day that you have where you're like, okay, I'm just talking football and I'm with some buddies, is the best day, right? I have a blast. I was, I couldn't sleep last night. I don't know about you guys. I was excited. I love it. It's hey, we're all not even three, but we're all high school football coaches around the Columbus area, and we're gonna call ourselves the premier podcast of Central Ohio as we start hanging we're some gonna banners hang that in banner some stadiums. In the stadium, <laughs> we might even get Coach Ned to hang a banner up. Coach Ned, we'll were you gonna hang the six one four banner? Let's do it. Northland will have one. That's for sure. Ryan. Tell everybody what we're going to get into in this inaugural episode on the road. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what happened with our 7-on-7, seven seven, but we also are introducing two concepts that we love about football. Sned calls the offense over at Jay. Obviously, everyone knows Stout calls the offense at Gehanna and loves loves the run game. I know he, he got in a lineman stance today when he told me what he was going to talk about. Yeah. I was actually... I thought he was going to fire off the rock, so I was about to get my stance. But, and then Chris and I will talk about a little bit about pressures and stuff. I'm going to talk about simulated pressures, and Chris is going to talk about keeping the coverage simple on the back end of things. So we're excited for this one. This is the first in-person one, though, with guests. This yeah. is, it already feels better. I like Doesn't it. it? I like and that's person. why season two has to move to a permanent studio. I can't <laughs> wait. Hey, before we start, let's talk about it. Hey, our sponsor, we can't thank enough, Fundraising University Ohio offers a variety of fundraising efforts that helps football teams run profitable, effective, and fast-paced fundraisers designed to raise the most money in the shortest amount of time to reach our fundraising goals. Fundraising University Ohio is locally owned, operated, and with their six-step blitz system, will help your team maximize profits. As a current coach himself, Brent Maxwell with Fundraising University will sit down and help you pick, plan, and strategize and execute your fundraiser to allow you as a coach to focus on your practice time and protect that personal time. Fundraising University Ohio offers 60-minute donation platforms, digital and hard discount cards, and their popcorn sale, and among others as well. If you're interested in Fundraising University running a fundraiser for you, contact Brent Maxwell at bmaxwell at fundraisingtheletteru.net or 740-501-8946. And we've already talked on here how he can help you crush it and make your life easy. And I've already said on here, I hated fundraising, right? And without further ado... Let's get into introducing today's guest of honor. And Ryan, I think you've coached with this man. Why don't you go ahead and introduce him to everybody? 
excited for this one to be on. He was the first offense coordinator that I hired. He was actually the first person that I hired when I became a head coach at Northland. So I was pumped up to have him, and then I passed him off to Snetty now. He tried um, to hire me first. Yeah, He probably did. Here's the thing. It's all right. Stout was taken up at that point, or I would have. I don't know. But hey, we're freaking thrilled to well, have Snetty him. Well, Snetty stole. No, I love Snetty. that. I'm I, 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 he didn't steal him. I passed him to, to Snetty. Hey, I had to throw him in. With rave reviews. You gotta, if this guy's out there, you got to get him. Yeah, great reviews. Yeah. It was a great time. I think he. I think he's done an amazing job. They're switching up their defense a little bit over there. So I'm excited to see, to see what they do over there on the defensive side of things. But it's Chris Roberts. What's going on, everybody? Appreciate to be here. Chris. We're going to get started with the most famous section. And just so everybody knows, Chris is probably one of our best fans on this show as well. Chris has given us some good feedback. He's given us some critical feedback, which I think has helped make the show better too. And we're going to start off with this infamous pick six segment. And we're going to bring Coach Snedeker in to have two questions. Who's in place for Donovan today? Who has work? Unfortunately, Donovan's not a teacher like the rest of us. So <laughs> he's got work. Oh, he's having at, a great he's time, work. He, He's working hard yeah. today. I, I love it, though. It's good. Yep, I hope he's having a great time. Stout, it's me up first, Stout, right? You're up okay. first. We'll go Sned second. No, Sned could go second just because he's a guest. Or you, no, let's Sned. We always let the guests... We'll let Correct. the guests start this. I apologize. So, you Sned, you're oh, first. All right. You're you go first with your pick six. Stuff. Go ahead. Then Stout, then I'll go. Are we ready? Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. So starting right off the gate, you weren't always a teacher. No. So now no. coming into the world of education, what would be the best thing you have experienced? And then probably what would be the most challenging thing making that switch from your previous career, military, coming in to the classroom? All right. I'd say the hardest thing really going into the education world, coming out of the military and then I had four years of college, just the hardest thing was just adapting to these teenage kids, I'm going off on dudes sometimes in the military. I was a platoon sergeant at one point, I'm yelling at dudes and going crazy. And I had to like reel that in a little bit, being around kids, especially in the classroom. I mean, football field, still good after a little bit, but uh, in the classroom, just having to calm down. I'm a energy juice kind of guy and just reel myself in. The best part of it though, is just knowing that I'm making an impact on our future leaders in our community. That's why I wanted to get into education. Yeah, it helps with the football schedule, but knowing that I get to be able to help mold those next future leaders and whatnot is really exciting. And eventually, do this long enough to actually see that take place. Kind of look forward to that. I'm sure it pairs well, too, with being a history teacher. You got to have a little bit of that background leadership, all that stuff. Yeah, so for sure. Next one, I'm excited about this one. Just get your take. Would you rather be able to watch unlimited film but only be able to want, run one concept or would you rather not be able to watch any film whatsoever, but have your entire playbook going into a Friday night? That's a great question. Dang. So, that's a good question. Man, Sarah knows this. Football season, I'm looking like 20 to 30 hours of huddle a week. He I just love. lets it run. He falls asleep and this lets it dude. run. Hey, I've checked no. the hours, which is actually why this popped up. Like the off-season no, hours I'll out of control. I watch too much film, maybe. No, I would. I, I got to be able to watch film. If it's only one concept, I guess I'll have to just formation people out of it and run some little tags of it or whatever, but... I can't not watch the film. And if I'm running a bunch of concepts, like if I can't watch a film, then I don't even know if it was good or not. So I got to watch the film. I'm a huddle junkie. That's why I got the huddle hat. I'm a huddle junkie. Yeah, I should have worn that instead yeah. of this. No free advertising. <laughs> the huddle hat, we don't do that. There's no free advertising. <laughs> not at all. No. Uh, but, only shirt brands and stuff like right, that. Yeah. But like, we ain't doing huddle, bro. Until but, they sponsor us. Yeah. 
Huddle, we're waiting. Maybe that one. Yeah. Hey, we sent the emails. The this is the segue right now. Yeah. Maybe they're coming on board now. The thing is, though, you undercover work for them. So why don't you get us hooked up? Certified. I'm, I am Huddle certified. I get made fun of for it. I didn't know any better. I tried to take the certification, make myself more marketable in the coaching world. I'm proud of you. I did learn a lot, though. I'm proud of you. I appreciate that. But you hated Huddle Assist when you were with me. It's you I don't assist is not good. I don't like from, you from remember, a defensive standpoint, maybe, uh, I, I want to bring yeah, it down. Listen to these guys. All right. Yeah. No, I, I literally though, hey, we would run huddle assist though. I would run my reports and he had already tagged his stuff and then it would run they, the, it would change all the tags. Because I was already because I'm a huddle junkie. I already have it done. Boom. And then you send it to assist game. and it comes back. I'm like, what happened? Oh. It's already done. I bet, well, sorry. Picture it too, like being a defensive coach, pick north, defense offense so separated. Like how me and Kyle James wanted to tag stuff. They were tagging yeah. it like Pick North's offense. Yeah. And it was so disconnected yeah. from how we That's wanted what to identify yeah. stuff. It was rough. It's a good product. It is. Be able to use it the right way. Yeah. Ryan, no, no, no. Why, why don't you go next? All right. I'll go next. So I know we've talked about these people already before on Pick 6 segments. But it's not all superheroes. But would you rather go to battle with Batman or Superman and why? Batman. Look, listen, oh, I'd rather take on Batman. Here's why. Oh, my. The, that was quick, too. So yep. he's thought about this before. No, it's just Batman. Okay, he's a superhero, whatever. He's a dude. He's just a rich dude. Superman, like, legit got powers. Batman's got what? Money? So he made some cool stuff. He 3D printed some claws or whatever. That's Batman, ain't, he, he's just a dude. Superman is, like, legit. So you're picking Superman. You said who I want to go battle against? I want to go against. No, battle with. I said oh, battle, battle with. with. Oh, I said with. Yeah, to give me Superman. Superman. Oh, okay, cool. I was. I thought I'm you were too. That's why I was like, no, no. you're not Batman. Batman yeah, Superman's no destroying he just Batman. He just has to buy some kryptonite. That's all, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Okay, yes. he's got the money to order. That's valid. That's true. He's hopping on the black market kryptonite. 12 pounds. We win this one. might be right about that, but that's uh, close. He's he's not a superhero. He's just rich. That's a good one. It's a good take. Here's my next one. If you had to pick one college football coach to change lives with or hang out with and pick their brand one day, who's your number one college football coach that you would want to be around? College football coach? Yes. So, right now, I might say Lincoln Riley's doing some really good stuff over there. Yeah. Doing some really good stuff offensively. Adding Cliff Kingsbury, too. And then Cliff Kingsbury there. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be a good one. Man, it might be looking around. There's obvious ones like a Nick Saban because there's so much that's happened there. That's just a great base answer. Right, exactly. Like, I, I think, like, rest in peace, but mine would have always been Mike Leach. Rest in peace. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. That yeah. would have always been mine because yeah. he could have had some fun. Dude, you'd have had a blast. You ever seen the clips With, of that head coach from is it Montana State? The just always off the wall stuff. Go look that up one day. My yeah. buddy Taylor Housewright, he's the offense coordinator. Shout out Taylor, keep doing great things. He's go. the offense coordinator there. Okay. Thank you for stealing my question that I was going to use today, Ryan, as you don't even have yours done on the script. All right, so. I have mine on my phone, but I knew exactly what mine was. What was your? Hey, uh, hey, so first off, Chris, thank you for being a veteran. Thank you for serving our country. And so I had to rip this off. A lot of my friends were Marines. So as a devil dog, I had to ask you this question What was the worst food item? At Paris Island, and what was the best? That's a good one because we eat so fast; it's yeah. hard to even taste or whatever. The worst one. Was you eating. knew what they taste like, Chris. You eat. No, no, no listen, okay. my buddy. He said that's with the quickness. He said Done. at basic, they're required to give you the food. They're not required to have to let you eat it. So they would give you like no. give you your food, give you two minutes, or make you shove it on a sandwich, eat it, yeah. go, or mess like, with you. Give you, it to you, take it away. When you go stuff. to the chow hall in boot camp, this is you go in two lines. Right, the head guy of your little platoon, your little guide, or what they call him, 
he's the last one in. So everybody else might have gotten their food to sit down. There's times where the drill instructor will tell the guy, he like, hey, you sit down, you stand up, because when the guy is done, everyone's done. So bigger dudes, you go one of the last ones in, because right before the guy, you sit down, you might get ready to eat, and the guy stands right up and says, we're done. Platoon 20, whatever, you're done. You're done. You might not have eaten. I might have licked the fork on the way up or something. That's it. Yeah, but I'd say the worst food is maybe they got that crucible event at the end where you do the MREs and you might get the worst MRE, which is that veggie omelet one. Oh. And you get that one and you don't have a choice. You're a recruit. You don't get a choice in anything in life. That was rough. That was rough. How about best? Anything best everybody food? really liked? Like Sundays, it's like the more, if you would call it chill day or whatever, boot camp. Yeah, yeah. So you might be able to eat a little bit. They throw out some better food out there. It was a mix, but you actually get to taste it. So I think like just Sunday food in yeah. general. So my yeah, buddy, it didn't matter. Just Sundays. It didn't matter. Just Sundays. My buddy, he went to ranger school. Shout out Jared if you're still listening out there in Cali. He's now in the DEA undercover out there chasing the... Well, you why are you giving his name? Uh, he's DEA undercover. He's hey, Jared. Right. Jared. Hey. undercover. He's Jared. got an alias. Hey, he's got an right. alias. Yeah, like, here's a picture hey, of you guys want to yeah. send him something? This is where uh, it lives. He's, got, he's all right. right. He ain't. And so he what a snitch. Come on. He ain't that big. Come on. He's like that. He, I, I'll tell you off scene. About now it. you're right. hating on him. He ain't that big. He's not. You're he's not, Jared. So anyway, he said like the coolest thing about Ranger School is everybody went to church on Sunday. Oh. Because the drill instructors couldn't yell at you. Yeah. And he said, you got, a free, you got a peanut butter and jelly. He's got oh, one hour. He's, it was one hour you couldn't get yelled at. And yeah. you got a PB&J. Everyone, like, whatever you are, background, whatever it is, everyone's going to church, some kind of service. Yeah. That's an hour. Most of the time, you're going to sleep or something because yeah. you're like, look, I'm trying to get away. I love it. I hey, like so, that. So Sayers... Really stole my second question because unlike that's not even your question. Stop, stop. I just read it. That's not even your question. Don't bull guard. That's us. not your question. This is my second question. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear. So it's probably better hey, than it is anyways. If you could, I'll change this up a little bit. I've always thought when I would love if I had the opportunity, if things were different, to go be with an NFL staff in the summer, like training camp and have the yeah, internships yeah. and stuff. If you could spend a internship opportunity, all access with a team, who would it be and why? Past or present? I don't care ever. Let's go, no, let's it's, go present. It's not even present. close to my question. Let's go present. I present. And I'm mind. reading it. No, that's not even close. Um, right now, either I'd say it's not even close. Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, or something about that dude with the energy and the juice, biting kneecaps. That's my guy. No. I like the hard knocks, like you see, like they're doing some good stuff over there. And then what's He's his all name gas, no breaks. Miami, the Dolphins. What's the young dude? Oh, what's Mike, his name? Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, yeah. Like, I just like the way he like handles things. You see him yeah, in the... Yeah. You see him on the sideline hitting the bait pen in the middle of the game? Right. Did you guys see that? <laughs> I saw something. That was off the chain. So it'd be kind of cool. Is, is he like that behind closed doors too? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that'd be... He's probably hitting that. Cool. He's definitely hitting the bait pen behind closed doors. That's smart dude too, <laughs> Ivy League. I love it. He, went, he was what? Ivy, Ivy League? Yeah. I didn't know that. All right. Looks so, smart. Looks smart. Hey, here we go. Topic one, hot takes, okay? And I'm going to throw this out here. It's called Pick Your Duo. And what this segment's going to be about, you have a current elite NFL quarterback, and I'm going to pair them with a retired wide receiver great. And you have to pick the duo that you want and it's just so kind of e talk why. It's so easy. Okay? And so here are your four duos. Let me rip this out for everybody. Number one, Joey Burrow and Randy Moss. Number two. 
Patrick Mahomes and Chad Ochocinco. Number three, Lamar Jackson and Terrell Owens. And number four, Jalen Hurts and Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron. And keeping with tradition, the guest of honor, Chris, starts first. Man, that's a good one. So the Hurts, Megatron one, but that first one was Burrow and uh, Randy Randy Moss. I mean, I think maybe it's just because he's an Ohio kid. He's the real Ohio kid. Sorry, LeBron, but... Just saying, I don't like LeBron. Just LeBron's from Northeast Ohio. He's, he's an Ohio, Ohio kid. kid. Don't ever don't, disrespect anyways, him again. Joey Burrow, from three, three, my, No, he's from mind. the three three out. Don't do that. Three three is not that good. <laughs> it's where legends come from. Only okay, but no, n- not all people from there are legends. <laughs> well, anyways, you I say from Burrow Grove City or the Hilltop. Randy Moss, I mean, Randy Moss just did so much. He's just fast, tall, long, aggressive. Like, I love that it still ball. sticks too today. Like you got mossed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, it still sticks today. Megatron, you didn't yeah, get yeah, Rice, which no, you got Moss. They're amazing. And just you so got that, Moss. I didn't watch any really Moss games. I don't remember them. I was you young. Moss. You watch know, highlights. You know, hey, I watch the highlights. But just like, so everybody knows, we're saying like you're getting these receivers in their elite season. Yeah. Bad time. So just so everybody knows, now, yeah, I gotta Moss go. Coming out Burrow of Moss. Burrow Moss. Yeah. Sure. All right. Cool. Uh, Guess number two. We have two. Yeah, yeah. So, Snedy Watt. Go ahead. All right, so my pick, I'm a big Bengals fan, so there's a little bit of bias to it. I picked Joey Burrow and Randy Moss, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to switch it with the one that I was really stuck on going right with you, actually, on this one, too. There's something about Jalen Hurts and the progress he's made as a quarterback. And then Megatron, it's hard to argue against him. Freak show. If he wasn't in Detroit at the times that they played, Right. I can't imagine what he would have been able to do right. with yeah. a you get different a, team. You get a run game element with Jalen more. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So that, that ad lib. You tell me he ad libs Megatron is six foot five running. What was it? his forty was insane. Yeah. And last year did last because he was injured. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting as he gets healthy, how much more they decide to run him or do things with him. Coach Sayers, you go I'm, ahead. I'm, a I'm all in on on Pat Mahomes. Okay, that's my favorite quarterback. He's my answer. favorite guy to watch in football. That's my favorite guy. That's my Kansas City is obviously is the best offense to watch. I love watching all of Andy Reid's stuff, and I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he does a great job, and he's a fighter too. Like he's, I've watched him have concussions come back in the game, and that's not a good thing. But I'm saying like I've seen him stumbling around and come back in the game. His ankle, the one game that we were – I forget who they were playing, but his ankle got torched and he came back in with a huge boot on and played the rest of the game and won them the game. He He's just exactly who I'd want in a quarterback. This is gritty, goes hard and everything. He, he, he wins. He finds a way to win all the time. Now I know he has Travis Kelsey too. That, that helps a ton, which I love him too. But – and then also Chad Ochocinco, like that's my, I love him. Hey, his attitude, the way he carries himself, everything that he's done, all that stuff. Chad Ochocinco is a beast to me. I love yeah. him, and it's one of my favorite wide receivers that I even grew up seeing play. Really Changes against to a degree, yeah, 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 for sure. But like he, I also. I would love to switch Terrell Owens, though. I would love to put him. Well, in that's there. what's cool. I picked Pat Mahomes just because, and so you Chad Ocho. Pat and anybody. I'm taking, but yeah, pretty much it was going to be Pat and anybody, but I really wish Terrell Owens was there because that was my favorite dude when he did the star. That <laughs> was my favorite thing ever. I love that dude. Did you ever watch I the Bengals uh, Hard Knocks? Yes. With, uh, I did not watch that so, one. So, did you know Ocho Cinco was it? He ate McDonald's every day. Oh, no, yeah. All, every meal. Yep. Probably, right. 
Dog. I wish I could do that. That's your second, I do, and that's I your like second that. free shout out you've thrown out on here. Yeah, <laughs> dude, McDonald's now? Like, Chris, no, we're on a podcast. How no, many times are we going to keep giving free food? No. Hey, so I really, when I sat here, obviously I'm the one that kind of created the duos. But it was so hard to pick one. That's like, brutal. You could make like, the yeah. case for each one. I had to go with Mahomes and, and Ocho Cinco as well. And I took Mahomes for a lot of the same reasons that Ryan did, that competitiveness. But I took it more for the ability to extend plays, Place, yes. shape yes. the ball, and accuracy. I've listened to a lot of people that when they believe about quarterbacks, like one of the things that you can't change a lot about a quarterback sometimes is the accuracy. Right. They either really have it or they don't. You might be able to make, improve it, yeah. and he has that. And I took it as, hey, assuming His Andy, arm angles, too, though. Right. Assuming Andy oh, Reid is there, Andy Reid has a, a track record of being able to take really fast guys or good players and move them around and create things for them. And when you look at Chad Ochocinco, he's the guy that has proven to be able to make big plays outside, inside, has speed, is a good route runner, all those things. Don't so forget I, about the kicking game. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I just honestly thought, like, when you imagine that system, that play caller, those two together, to me, that's why I thought that was. How much have you one. looked at Kansas City's playbook, though? Because you got r- similar uh, styles or like ideas. I feel like. Do you ever so, look at his stuff? A little bit, but I'll say for me, the big off-season dive for me this year was a lot into San Francisco. Okay, you said that before. Yep, looking at where we're at a little bit with our personnel. I spent a lot of time looking at some San Francisco and uh, some Christian McCaffrey cut-ups all the way back to Carolina and some things, and we'll mention how we got all that, but yeah, appreciate it. Uh, And it's been great to dive into and just have a whole list of stuff to look at with that to fit our kids. And so, and what's really cool when you can look when you can watch an NFL cut-up, you start to uncover more. When you're watching it on an NFL, when you're watching a game, you just watch the game. But when you see a cut-up, you start to really see what a coach and a play caller and team's trying to do. Yeah. And you also start to see, okay, this game, they were really trying to work this. And it's been interesting for me to turn that into an off-season dive to get in. Right. So I love it. The Pick Your Duo was great. That was really hard. And this might be a highlight I put out where I want to hear what other people say. I like that one. I would yeah, like to see that, so. too. I would like to see that. Because it's so close. Topic two, uh, this one was created by Chris himself. So, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and introduce what we're going to get into with topic two. So, for topic two, what we're going to talk about is going into summer preseason practice and seven-on-seven preparation versus in-season as play callers, such as strategy, your experiences, and similarities, just the differences, whatever you have. But we all know that we're not seeing right now. You got seven on seven. We're practicing a lot. We started implementing run game two weeks, three weeks ago. We started implementing that stuff and talking about run game, but which changes a lot to me. That changes what you do throughout the entire season and when your preseason stuff. I wish we started though. I know as a defensive coach and Chris, you're a defensive coach. I'd love to start run game. I'd do anything to just start with run game and get a. But we could continue on to the top. I'll talk sure, a little bit about sure. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But that's what we're going to talk about right there. Chris, do you want to go ahead and add in it since you're the guest? Go ahead and talk about what you what, – because you talked about that. This yeah. was your idea. So what did you want to talk about here? I think the big one is, like, everybody talks like it. 707, you always talk about, like, linebackers don't take read steps, all that. Like, how do you really implement that? And I think we, like – I noticed in our first seven on a couple weeks ago, 
like we talked about it a little bit and I was really impressed. Like our kids were just doing it. And I don't know if that's because like we had made it such a point of emphasis before, but we're not just dropping out of there. I hate when teams do that because for us, we, we see 70% run. So like today we had our seven on, we will see that many pass plays all year, maybe. Yeah. all year. So it's great for us to see that, but how do we make sure we get them ready for the season too? And I've seen takes out there where on Twitter and whatnot, people are like, oh, you got to do this because it's passing time. It's football time. It's different. If you want to be a seven-on-seven coach, then cool. Go put your team together, go travel and look cool and do whatever. But I'm a football coach, and a big part of that is the run game. That's For us, that last year was 72% was run. I did, I tallied all our stuff up, and 72% of the plays that we saw last year from literally – Week one to week 11 last year was 72% were running. I thought it was interesting, too, like when you go to these seven-on-seven competitions, you could see who's coaching to coach to be better within their system and for the future and who's coaching the coach to win a seven-on-seven. You know, the classic, I have all my plays in a binder that's five (laughs) inches thick and we just roll her through this thing. And it's okay once in a while. I sometimes I'll have something on a card and I might have three plays on there because it's yeah. stuff I haven't got to install yet, but I know the situation is going to open up to maybe use it. And there's just such a difference about who's planning to rep what's real and for your program and within your personnel and who's just trying to win a seven on seven too. So that's just a point I wanted to say. Yeah. I think that's the tough thing. I think defense of wise, I get more nervous defensive wise that we're going to create bad habits. I hate the seven-on-seven stuff just based off the fact that you have to do it, though. Yeah, We've talked – I know, Stout, you, we've talked a little bit about this, but being a high high school football coach is getting hard. You know what I mean? Just because if you're getting all these outside trainers that love seven-on and then it looks pretty to the kids, it looks fun. It's a little basketball on grass, right? You're wearing shorts and just a helmet. You're not really hitting people. It looks cool. It looks fun. It looks like a blast. But that's not football. And that's something that we're doing at Northland's Lit – Every defensive drill is one of our main things is that we're tackling still at the end of every defensive drill just because we have to make sure we're getting things, bags, people, anything that we're tackling, we have to get it to the ground. We have to start getting used to falling on the ground, being tackled, yeah. or tackling people. There's there's a lot of things you have to work, in, and I get nervous because today we what, we threw the ball all day. Yeah. I get nervous. Yeah. Here's if you guys would have let me call stretch one time, I would have <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, check this. So we have a seven-on-seven seven next week, and I'm reading through the rules, and you can run one yep. draw a, a series. Hmm. Uh, have you ever seen that? No. Me either. Yes, but it wasn't limited to a draw. Because when I was in high school, we were a wing-eye, wing-tee. We were a straight yeah. T when I was a sophomore. So we did two seven-on-sevens, and our coach was like, all right, every four downs you get to run the ball one time. Yeah. Keep people on. So we ran legit, like, powered. And I like that. I think that's great, but I was, like, looking through these rules, and it's we go somewhere next week, and it's like one of the rules is you get one draw. So it's like, I'm going to go ahead and put it in because it's like, (laughs) why not if I'm on the one-yard line and we got to get – if it's – Third and one to get that. Okay, we're just going to draw this. Yeah, you know, there's So there's no rules on goal line, like where you can do it. No, that, that was like, the only stipulation. I thought it was, I've never seen They're going to change that rule after they go there. Yeah. Because you're going to do the draw on there, and they're going to be like, wait yeah. on. Yeah, while you're there, they're like, no, you That's can't your, score on that. You wrote the rules. Yeah. So, Sned, talk, talk to us about maybe how you attack some, because you're the head coach. How do maybe you, you, 
So this is what you're the head coach and you're also the main offensive play caller, right? So yes. wear both those hats and talk to us about how you attack the planning for summer seven on seven versus in season. So it, for me, it comes down to a lot of time management once we get into the season. Over the summer, like Chris was saying, the teams we play are prolific runners. Like they're phenomenal at running the ball, moving the ball, Besides a lot of tight end wings. Right. Bell Found runs the ball well too, though. I guess I a lot of people, everybody loves St. Clair. He's a great kid. Their great running back, Fogan's a dog too. So like they, they got the one two punch, but yeah, everybody. Great. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, when they have, it's great. Yeah. Everybody we see wants to run the ball, and deep down at the core of my soul, I want to run the football. I want to establish the run game. So we use the summer for our secondary. Hey, this is stuff that once we get into the season, like if we're going London, we're not going to be able to spend a ton of time in the pass game because we need to stop the run. They're going to try to run it right down your throat, and they're good at it. So this is our time to really build a lot of the habits and the fundamentals that we want in the pass game, offensively and defensively, that we know once we get into the heart of our season is stuff that it's going to be like, hey, we're going to have to cut time on this. But guys, we just spent three months working on it. Yeah, Seven on seven to me is extremely valuable for that. And then also talking to our quarterbacks today, it's guys, understand we have a run game to complement the pass game. Because I, I think our guys were a little bit frustrated coming out of the day today. I'm just still figuring stuff out. Guys, understand, we are going to run the football, which is going to open up a lot of stuff. Yeah. We're not going to drop back and throw the ball 60 times. Well, like we said, we, like on our schedule, I look at my schedule, I ain't seeing a Brendan Ward again. Shout out to me for being the only coach who threw a true play action today in a 7-on-7. Seven seven. Like we haven't got to it yet. We haven't like got to that. it yet. I like that. We're not showing none yeah, of I'll that. Tell you, but I'll tell you what, the one thing that was unique that I changed this year and I just want to interject this now for maybe somebody who's thinking about it. I didn't do this last year. Last year, we were developing as we went, learning our personnel. And so this year, one of the things I changed with our install schedule, so that gets into some of your planning too, right? Like I sit down and I like to plan out maybe our first six to seven practices and create how are we going to install what on what days. And at times, we're going to reflect though. If, we, if this is too much, if we need to pause, we need to bump things back, we will. I got a lot of guys back offensively, so it helps us progress through some things faster. But one of the big changes I did this year was as I installed our run on, say, practice one, practice two came the play action protections and schemes off of it. And so what I tried to do this year is just layer this offense and try to build those on top of each other. Yeah. And also, like you guys saw today, too, like we do a ton against our defense, and Mirad does such a great job. And it's so competitive. We were said so, that defense flies around. That it's defense so competitive at practice. They're coming. I did it too to, to really try to get more an accurate gauge about protecting your run game and opening up more explosive plays with your play action. So we're getting more reps of that now. But the best thing is, too, um, when you've got a defense like that that you face day in and day out it. and it's yeah. aggressive, and it, it, then it well, changes your offensive case. So stuff. I was talking to your one of your assistants today, and there's a lot of times that we don't script things. Yeah. We'll just straight be, you cook, I cook. Let's go That's against awesome. each other. We do that a couple times. Uh, I do that. We do that a lot at Northland at the end of practice. We do he, a lot of that as well. And I love might, it. That's when the kids get excited too, yeah. right? And then the coaches are involved. And so Murad might give me, hey, I want to see these couple run schemes. I want to see these couple things. And I'm just going to start cooking formations and doing all this other stuff, Adam. And for me, it's putting things in our language too. I run our scout team. When the defense is up, 
I run the scout team when, especially when it comes to team and things, because I try to really coach up. I try to put things in our language as much as possible. It's not just a period where I'm standing off, hanging out, watching. And I that's the best me. thing that we've done, I think, too, yeah. is now I, we call all our plays the same. Like the defense, when we're going to see something, right? If we see an arm or a leg, like we know that's power, right? Arms the right, legs the left. Like we're going to call those things. And now like on defense, we can say, all right, that's arm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's leg. You know what I mean? Like for against us that we're seeing, and that's helped us a lot. Sned, I have one question before I forget and we move off this topic, but you – when we coached together, you coached defense. We were together on the defense. Now you switch to offense. Has your feelings changed towards seven on seven as an OC and as a DC? Like, has it changed That's a at great all? Question. Actually, that is a great question. I think my feelings have always pretty much been the same, but it also changed. I think it depends on the league you're in. When I was at Heath, we saw a good mix of spread versus tight wing and stuff like that. Mm. Where in our league, again, we see a lot of people who are going, like the NFL, taking that step back to the days of power. Yeah. It, I see the value. It, I definitely see the value. There's no doubt. Is there more mind. pros for the offense or cons for the defense? What is it? <laughs> I'm not sure that there is one. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Chris, I'm going to double down on this because you coached. You were my OC. Now you're the DC. Yeah. So let's double down on this. What have you seen? Four seconds, get the ball out. Yeah. Been four seconds, that's a sack. Hey, yeah. guys, part of that. There were some <laughs> long ones. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We had some <laughs> real long ones. I think all of us got yeah. away with a few long, long ones. Like, there was a couple times where, like, there was a couple times I had to tell our kids. It's tough when you're focused coaching, though, man. You're yeah. in that zone. It's really tough oh, yeah. to focus on the four seconds. Then you're like, oh, good coverage. Then the defense coach, you're like, where's the whistle? And the offense yeah. coach, you're like, throw it. Hey, there's <laughs> a couple times I step back, like looking at our seven on seven, the amount of coaching that takes place. Cause there's yeah. a good number of coaches from us, from you, from you. Yeah. And like everybody was coaching something. Well, this is year two. And I think this is the second time we've all gotten together. I think it was even better this year. Oh, I, mean, I think I mean, they, the structure, the work, everything well, was great. The good thing was like, our kids were familiar with where we're warming up. We it was like more of them right yeah. to the grass. It was straight <laughs> Northland. We got off the there. bus. They walked right down to where I was last year. They went right to it. We got right to it. Hey, yeah, we. Hey, I take their. I'll tell you right now. We practice on grass. What I tell you, Stead, we're going to take our ass right to the grass, and we're going to go ahead and warm up on grass. Yep. We'll taste a little turf later. Hey, I told you I had it. I had he it wanted it set with three I separate. I, I love taking our wow. and we were away from everybody. I like so, yelling at them. Just the last point I want to put in is just I, Ohio's so different. We don't have spring ball. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't have the same summer yeah. schedule. So for me, I love to experiment right now. I love to experiment with different <laughs> concepts and different ideas. And I you think guys we're really saw a little bit of that today. We're, we're, we try to do that defensively too. Um, I think for us personnel, mm-hmm. we really are trying to experience experiment with those with our concepts. We're for not sure. really experimenting with concepts, but personnel wise, right? We're trying to change a lot of things each day, and we want every receiver to know that position because last, the last couple years, yeah, even when you were there. We didn't have our best 11 on the field. We had our best X, Y, Z on the field in age. Mm-hmm. Like we had those guys that were that position, the best at that position. This year now, with them being able to be interchangeable and do those things, where we're now we got our best 11 on the field. But I, I said that's what we're switching to. Like we spent all summer long with our receiving core, making sure that everybody's interchangeable. That's what we, we do. Like a, a lot of board time, a lot of work on the board, mm-hmm. and running routes that you didn't run usually. 
If you're an outside guy, like you've seen today, we had a guy that played a lot of outside receivers. Jared, a little bit taller guy. He played a lot of inside today just because he's one of our best 11. But maybe our other outside guy is a little better than him. You know what I mean? So it's all it's interchangeable now to where it, I feel like it gives us the ability to do a lot more things with the best 11. I like defensively, though. Experiment with stuff, not just personnel, but scheme-wise. Right. Yeah. Like, this is the time for us to say, hey, we really – I like this. Can we do it? I love being able to do it on July 7th, not August 18th and giving up a touchdown. Because you know unlike I mean? other states, we don't have the opportunity for a spring ball to practice that. Yeah. We don't have the extra scrimmages. Yeah. Like, we right. talked to – We chalked the coverage we, today with you guys. We, we talked today. With, with Gahanna, we chalked the coverage. We're no more white. We're out. We're <laughs> straight green and black today. We're done. <laughs> we, We're done. <laughs> we talked to Tyler Maynes down in Tennessee, and he says they get up to five scrimmages. So, yeah, I think now is the time to experiment with your plays. Like Them dudes have been in helmets and shoulder like, pads yeah. for months like, already. And then it's time to too, put kids in situations to see if they can go make a play for you. Hey, I'm going to put you in this situation because I envision this on a Friday night. Can you go up and make and I love the juice. Like future? We did the competition at the end of the day and I just love the juice that comes out of those. I think that's when the kids start really, okay, now we're driving it. We're turning it over on three instead of going ten and it brings out a little bit more juice in everybody. When you come with the juice too, like going back to our seven on seven two weeks ago and then today we had two young cats that like overperformed yeah. did fantastic so today was a great opportunity for us to be able to work them in more than we probably would have without these right. seven on sevens yeah the value of that is huge See, my first two years coaching was in south carolina and we had spring ball down there yeah and so it was it's way different here because there there was times and i was still a fresh coach i didn't know what was going on but being able to see like just looking back and comparing that yeah, there was a lot more opportunity to teach and learn. But then again, it's also like we didn't have our dudes. So it was the young guys that were getting those chances too. So then we got our dudes who were running track or playing baseball or whatever. We finally got them. And then it was like, all right, now it didn't work because yeah. it was just different personnel. So there are some pros and cons to having that spring ball, I think. And I think the cool thing about summer is variety. Like, as I plan my practice, it's variety. Like, our last practice, we hadn't had a a good opportunity to get down in that red zone goal line yet. And so last practice, we did red zone goal line 101s. We did red zone goal line routes on air and things. I'll vary. I'll do blitz pickup one day. We'll do this another day. As you get into the season, which I guess was the second half of this topic, like, when you get into the season, we all have our routines. I'm going to do this day. I'm going to yeah. do this day. I'm going to do this, that. The experimentation is pretty much over. Once you, you get to August, yeah. You might think you'd like a play and you might try it, but you're going to make a decision quick. So I think maybe that is where it sounds like all of us are a little bit different. And I love the competition, and, and the really fact in the summer to me is when we can really try. Like we have three different quarterbacks this year. Yeah. This is our first time with that. And now when yeah. we go against you guys, right, when we went against two different teams, we were able to rotate quarterbacks with that one group and see who looks better and see who works best together. And so I think that's just – summer has its pros and cons, and I think there's a lot more pros for the offense than there is for the defense, in just my opinion. Without pads, actually. Uh, yeah, without pads, like hitting – like I know that my free safeties going to hit a few of those guys and drop some of the balls. There's a couple you know of crossing I mean? routes that somebody catches, and they might have caught it on, on a Friday night. That's not getting caught. Got to take time. No, it's not happening. I'll say though, I think on the flip side, what makes in practice not no so much seven on seven, but offensively, it's hard. Like we go inside run without pads. Like we go blitz pickup without pads. Yeah, and it makes so. it really hard. Hey, here comes a blitzing linebacker and they got paid running back. Go get him. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. So. I look for us, are we hat for hat? We're doing our scheme right. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that is one way maybe we're, we're at a disadvantage. And I actually talked to somebody, and one thing I would really like to see Ohio do is say, 
pads can come on in July, but you have to have X amount of practices in before you can do it. So we have our coachable days. Yeah. Okay. The pads are allowed to come on earlier. You can schedule your summer how you want. I don't know what the number is. Let's I think say, it just hey, helps. after five or six, seven practices, once July 1st hits, you're allowed to start moving into yeah. tops and things. But you have to have that five or six right. before. Like, you can't just go, okay, we're going to save all of them for July and be in all pads. Like, you have to have the on padded ones before. But July 1st, if you had gotten those done, yeah. you're allowed to do it. I really think if we're not going to evolve and change, we need to meet in the middle somewhere. We got to right? have pads on early. Like, we it's talked not about fit. that last time. And that, that was my kids. answer when it comes to because we had our whole take on it yeah. for me take the restrictions away on the uppers when you get to july like just get rid of it still have the number of coachable days maybe yes yeah 100 yeah. but let's allow them to put them on i mean and it's a safety for the kids like i disagree allow the shoulders. no numbers of days none of that if you want to go four days a week, five wild, days wild a week, let's rock. City, let's go. Just get well, people not do. days a week. Like, like the people do. Like, practice, right? for, for me, it's like... Acclimation days, basically. Yeah, I, yeah. I think there's acclimation days, but like for me, I just hate that it's okay you get 15 in July. Can't, just let me practice, bro. I'm getting my kids out of the things. They're, now I know they're with me. That's yeah. my biggest argument, and you just brought up City League. My yeah. biggest argument to everybody is they know... Gahanna's went through something recently too. Like with your kids, with your kids go through crazy things. Yeah. And that's just a fact. And yeah. if I can say, hey, now I don't have to, I can only see you 15 days and like practice super hard and put you in pads. That's stupid. Let me have my kids whenever we want to have our kids. That's just my argument. And I hate it. Hey, I think it's, I let's think move it's on. Time. We got to get rolling. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, we got to move on. Let's get into what I've been in the most excited for. And this is, I was sitting down last night working on this a little bit. I knew I want to talk about it. I really love this next thing. Can you so. do your stance real quick for the camera? There's not enough. Not enough. Never mind. Yeah, I'll right. put up a special. He did it today. It's still I look, hey, it's Penn State worthy. Still. I will I will put up a kick slide on Twitter for everybody. Okay. Ooh, it's, okay. It's, it's going to be yeah. a deep one or a wide one. What's your oh, kick? It just depends what type of set you're doing, man. Yeah. As, short, as short as possible. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but topic three, what we really wanted to do was get into some more X's and O's. And we wanted to say, what are two concepts you could think about for this fall? And we tried it since we have two offensive coaches, two defensive coaches. Chris, you're a little bit of a hybrid. We are going to give you a attack, at least offensively. I'm going to do two concepts in the run game. Coach Sned is going to do two concepts, something related to pass. And he could play action. He could screen. He could do something, whatever he wants. And then I know defensively, these guys are going to get into a – one stunt alignment pressure, I'm one coverage scheme. Yep. Something like that, okay? And since the offense won today, we're going to start with the offense. And uh, Coach Snedeker. Subjective. Why Hold, don't on you subjective. Hold on, time out. When the offense win today? <laughs> Coach Snedeker, go ahead and you start. Please, because your tomorrow. defense Please. dominated too, so I'm rooting for Mo Holiday right now. Like, no, defense rocked in that. No, it was a great day. Guys. It's a great day all around. Great day all around. Now, just when it comes to the pass game, and this it's so more... weird for me to listen to Snet talk about offense. I'm sorry. Let me just interject because, like, he, I hate his offensive stuff. I'm just joking. Snap. I, I just loved him as a defensive guy. Like, he was with me. He was my partner up in the. He was like my partner. I still love Rose. the defensive side. Oh, yeah, I still Rose. love the defensive side. Absolutely, like it's just brutal. He wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for my time spent on the defensive side. It's the bottom line. Just 
we talked about it before, getting into this position, I knew that I could control the game probably a little bit more on this side. So I'm still evolving, like still learning, still a lot to be learned and be installed. When it comes to a pass game, this is more two things looking for going into the fall. Like first thing is building our pass game off of our run game because we want to run the football. We have some kids that can carry the ball. We got good O-line. We want to run the ball. And big part of bringing Chris on too, being a former OC, was that at a school like ours, he can have weight on the offensive side as well. And uh, is building our pass pro off of power run game. We pull a lot with our guards. So being able to build our pass pro off of that, still pull, still have our back fill A to outside Which you all off did of that puller. Yeah, we did. We yeah. did a lot. Yeah, for sure. shout out to Liberty staple. on that one yep. as well. So taking that pass pro and adding more, and then adding in the stretch oh, game that we yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> adding in the stretch game as well and being able to build off of that into our pass pro. So it's something we played around with a lot in the offseason and being able to do that. The other is taking our same run game and being able to build our screen game off of it. Last year, our best pass was actually a tunnel screen to the boundary side. For 17 yards? Sixteen. It was, gosh, I think it was fourteen yards a pop. Yeah. Chris I'm loves that. Yeah. Dude, that's Chris. That was Chris, was it? Hey, he loves the tunnel screen. I brought it up. Right. He knew the data. Nah, he's like, oh, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, he knows that data. But the tunnel screen was his favorite on the backside. But when we were together, that was something we ran thrilled. all the time. There were multiple times where it should have been a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not crazy. talking average. The dude caught the ball and got tackled at fourteen yards. Not an average every time. Yeah, but something would happen every game of the season. Yeah, he popped one off. I feel like we. I feel like when you were running our offense, Chris, we ran that a lot. There was a lot of times we ran the backside tunnel screen where we would roll out, throw it back, a little yeah. throw back action. Uh, that was one of his key plays that he ran a lot. Wasn't afraid to run. That's a great play. Yeah. But I want to take what we do with tunnel and be able to run our perimeter screens off of our play action. Like mm -hmm. instead of taking that half roll is being able to adjust a little bit. It's not going to take much but still being able to run our tunnels, and now we can run it to the field. And we maybe we can run stretch away and then pop it to our slot receiver on our three-receiver side and be able to run underneath that wall with our guard and our tackle climbing yeah. and be able to slide right underneath that but have an additional blocker from our number three receiver on the trip side, being able to find that most dangerous man outside our guard tackle responsibility. No, so I love that. Yeah. Being able to sprinkle that and have stretch action because stretch is our bread and butter. Like, we want to run wide zone as well. When somebody can always, if you can do your run game, your pass game, and have screen game, all three combined out of the same formation, same <laughs> concepts, and it looks the same. As a defensive coach, I'm like, man, this is brutal. And there's some. You got to read your key, continue to read your keys. It forces your kids to read keys longer. Well, there's some. A little bit of hesitation. Well. Yeah. Little bit of hesitation. There's some teams that do it well, and there's some teams that don't do it at all. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? And so I've been a part of both. And for me, I took it a little bit differently. Like Coach talked about him. I, I talked about in the offseason things I dived into, what I liked in the run game. And uh, everybody in here knows me. I say on the seventh day, God did Trenches. rest. Trenches. God created the gap scheme, baby. You know what I mean? Trench so warfare. I went into the counter game for you guys today, and I wrote down a couple things. And so number one, what I talked about – that is definitely developed in popularity is the super counter, adding a third polar. Yes. And we've... so there are a ton of formations and different ways you can do it. I had it drawn up. If anybody's listening and wants to see some of the diagrams, because I was up till about 1030 and I drew them up because I thought we we're going to draw it up, but I got them if you want them. So anyways, you might go trips closed. 
you might go orbit motion, mm -hmm. you might pump fake this, but somehow, some way in your screen, you might go heavy, you might go bunch, whatever it is, yeah. you're gonna develop three polars somehow. Mm -hmm. And seeing how that has been a very popular thing, I saw Bigsby do that a lot. Bigsby's a- That's eight, tough, run fits are tough when you got three coming around. Eight time state champion from Oklahoma. Yeah. And then there's some threads on Twitter and things where you can see a lot of the colleges have done it too. So that's my number one tip or nugget for people to think about. If you're already a counter team, and if you have a really good running quarterback as well, think about a way to develop a super counter and add a third polar in. So that's yeah. my big thing. We and there's face, lots we of We face ways. a team that does that. Yeah. Ken Ridge, that, like I call student body. It seems East, like everybody in, on their sideline. East side does that. Up. East High does East. that with Tejon Burns, that all-state really cat. You yeah. all know who that is. They will love to line up double hip. They'll crack with one, pull with that, pull with the guard, pull with the front side tackles. And then they're gone. There's three dudes out there so running. That's my one nugget. My second nugget is going to be a counter sweep. All right. And Where's so we all go? know in here, one of the most popular ways to take on a gap scheme is a wrong arm. All right. And that's so us. when you see wrong arm and dent, probably the two top ones, I think dent is coming more popular now mm. than it was before. That has its disadvantages too. If you don't dent well, you're hurt. You know what I mean? But if you see a team yes. that maybe wrong arms really, I got this from Michigan. I absolutely love their run game. But if you watch this, they don't even log it. They outrun it. And so rather than if you get a real, so this is from your film work, right? If you get a team or in the box, you're watching, if they are a hard squeezing team, rather than trying to kick out or even trying to log him, that first puller is running by him and pulling up for the force defender. I like that. And now you're adding in your second yeah. puller has the same responsibility of the first guy in the box. And so you've built this pin and pull-ish, sweep-ish type concept on something you already run, right? And all it could do, it's, it's a cheap investment for you too because you can just tag it. Take your play call your counter, tag it however you want, and you've developed an exterior run to capitalize what you're seeing as well. So that's my second nugget is to think about a counter sweep against teams that maybe really try to wrong arm you hard. And I did an extra, okay? Thirst right. bucket. And so I dove deep. All right, and so my next one to you is to think about using the jet within your counter. Yes, okay? that, that's brutal. And so, one of, so here's what I'm going to say. You're using your jet, you're using your jet, you're using your jet. And I love this diagram. I wish we were drawing up and showing it to you. But now what's going to happen is your jet player is going to come in jet motion and you're going to soft pitch him the ball and it's going to turn into a same side yeah. counter. Yep. So you might have a Debo Samuel-ish slot. You might develop, yeah, we, a we run a lot yeah. of personnel packages. You might even make that another back. And so now you have a jet game, jet game, jet game, and then you can come back with a tag and it turns into a same side counter. Yep. Because I think it's huge. We all know what's hard is freezing the linebackers, like stretch. I think one of the hardest things on stretch is how do we keep those backers from screaming and scraping over the top? How do I put my offensive linemen in favorable angles to get up to guys that are more athletic than them? And you got to somehow freeze the box. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. You know, those were my three ideas. And I just try to take it from God's play, the gap scheme for you guys. I love it. I love it. Chris, I'll, we'll save you for last since you got, you'll you yeah. go ahead and go last. The guests will go save last on this last. one. Absolutely. Should be the best. I want to talk about simulated pressures, and it's something we haven't done a lot. We haven't dropped our line, our D lineman back a lot, and we haven't replaced a lot with our linebackers just because we haven't had that guy like yet. Now we have a Leo, our guy that's – we call it our Leo in our defense. It's our weak side defense, and he can stand up. 
There's times we'll run down Leo, pull him off the ball, blitz him, we'll drop him. There's a lot of different things that we could do with them. And this, we didn't do it in the seven on seven. We didn't bring him from the D line stuff. But next week, when we go to our second seven on, that's when we're going to start running this stuff to where we're going to bring somebody and just drop him as well. It, I feel like this year we've bought into this because it gives you so many things to do when you just drop him and you can replace whatever you can. And he's a smart kid. That's the second piece that you have to make sure that you have too is he has to be smart and be able to realize those things. And we were, I was just talking to a coach about this the other day. Is last year and two years ago, I didn't have a guy that could do this. So we didn't do it. We just we would chalk the simulated pressures out and we would just go ahead and blitz. Linebackers are our stars or our weak safety. Sometimes we brought the corner. Now this year is going to give us the opportunity to do so much more. Being able to drop Tyreek and he's – one of our most athletic kids I've ever coached. And he flies around and he just runs everywhere. No, And so what we'll do a lot of times is we'll bring our weak safety because he always goes to the weak side no matter what. Like he'll go to the weak side. We'll give a stack look too and put our weak safety stack in the box and he'll walk out over a number two. Or we'll even drop him back and then just drop our weak safety back, go to a two high look with him. And just that one player and that one piece – has given us the ability to do so much more with my defense. And then so when he's on the ball, though, we do a lot. We have three different blitzes right now that would be simulated pressures where he's coming like he's going, and then he's dropping straight back. On America, there's a lot that I, he'll have to drop straight back to the flat because now we're losing my outside guy that would have the flats. Then when we do a cross, our will is coming, and so he has to drop right to the curl. There's just so many, and so he has to be smart. Because he has to know who's coming in these different blitzes so that he can now replace wherever their drop would have been in our cover three or wherever it would have been in our fire zone pressures that we do. Because we will run a three deep three under that's our blitz zone coverage while we just run cover three as our base coverage. But I think that like having a player that can do that and being able to simulate pressures with him like he's coming and then drop him back and bring different guys from different angles has developed our defense to do just so much more and I've put four to five more blitzes into our game just from that one player being able to drop back I don't know if you guys see that a lot on your offenses like D linemen dropping back or like we a weak side we guy don't see that. a lot we see a little bit like we might see a little bit of a no spy type of a thing but honestly it's not been something that we've seen a ton yeah we had a kid that did it came yeah. to us tough game tight was like, listen, they're just backside. They're hitting hitches with the way we were playing our uh, split field coverage. He was like, I can get it from the end. Yeah. Like, one play was over. It ended on our sideline. He comes over. He's like, I can get there. I'm just dropping. And we're like, sure. Snagged it. About snagged it. About pick. He knows who he is. Yeah. He's going to listen to this thing. (laughs) Yeah. Baylor. Ah, he ain't listening to this thing. You dropped that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to send this to him now just for that. So right. that's your pressure. Did you do coverage too? Did you combine all in one? Yeah, we'll okay. do our fire zones as well. And then with our – that just changes up our coverage a bunch because whoever we're blitzing, he's replacing now. Gotcha. And it just changes up, especially if we if, – especially if I'm bringing a six-man pressure at this point too because sometimes we'll bring six-man and just go to our three deep, three under looks. It, it, it just gives us so much more of a ability. And he's athletic enough too. If I want to give a stack look and go down Leo or go just down look – I'll put him out there on number two receiver and literally run man coverage and have no worries with him because I know he'll be physical and I know he can run with those guys. Chris, what you got, man? Yeah, talk a little bit about coverage, I guess. My big thing is like simplicity. So that was like a big word for me when I was his OC is just keeping things as simple as possible. But 
also trying to be somewhat multiple, kind of my military background. One of the things I talk about with the kids is if you want to do all those high speed, low drag, cool things, you have to be really good at the basics first. If you're good at those, we can't move on to the next. So we're a, we're a one high team, middle of the field close, cover three kind of team. So how do we take that and still mess with it a little bit where it's the same thing for our kids, but now our quarterback might have a pre and post snap read that gets messed up because of the way we yeah. move. So everybody uses like colors for their coverages. I do the same thing. Our signals, if we ever play like an Ohio team for the deaf, they're going to know it because I'm all American Sign Language. That's what I took when I was at Ohio State for a little bit as my foreign language. So it's the kids understand here's the signal for it and why it's that, like they buy in on that and just keeping things simple. So we're cover three and we got multiple variations of it. So for them to understand, okay, if we're doing this, well, if I'm the backside safety and I'm going to take over for our free safety, I know what his job was. So it's really simple for me to just go. It's not, oh, I have to do this because that guy's going here and then this guy's going over here and it's a different thing. No, you, that's something you can do. And we cross train them. We go to practice mm -hmm. knowing, I don't know how many guys you guys have on your roster, like at Gehanna, but we're, we got, we're not a hundred kids on our roster or anything like that. So we know, hey, these guys have to be cross trained to be able to do both jobs anyways. So let's use that to our advantage. Yeah. So if we know he's getting cross-trained to work these two jobs, why can't I make him do that job post-snap? Let's do that. Like so that. that's how we'll throw some like cloud coverages in there. And I have to get reeled in sometimes. I'm, I call Sned sometimes like late. And I'll be like, I've been thinking all day about this. You want to push the slow down, he, big he, cat. He'll, he'll have to reel me in. He'll be like, I don't know if we can do that. I was doing that with you sometimes yeah. on the offensive side. But that was one Chris, just unorganized. So Chris, maybe, Chris would literally change the script. I'm gonna like to this. the, what's that called? The wristband. He ran the wristband system. I've never seen somebody work so hard on a document that's changed a million times. I did wristbands one year. I've never seen anything like and that. And by the it changed end of every wristbands, week. I didn't want to do them ever again. It didn't change every week. Constantly changing yeah, them and adding the plays. Pulling the things out. Hey, you guys got your wristband? Yeah. I got to switch this. Hold on. Here's the new wristband thing. Here's the new, Everybody got the new wristbands? Let, like, let, I'd be like, golly, Chris, don't we have the same let, freaking wristband? I'll let him finish. All right, go ahead, sir. This is the same dude that going into that, your first year as an OC, it was the COVID year. How many times did you change the practice schedule on me? I didn't change it. The district changed it. Okay. Last hey, school battle. Look, in my yeah. eyes, you changed it. Yeah, you were the next man up for me. You changed it. I didn't even know what I was doing. So there were numerous either. times where I was like, oh man, I got to cut this out. Oh, we only got this much time because we got limited so much. I was like, we only got this that much time. That was the worst year of my life. Out. I don't know about you guys, so, but. Yeah, was things changing? Yeah. But it's because I'd be done and I'd be like, hey, I got this schedule done. Hey, we're doing this now. That would be like, the this worst. This dude just ruined everything for me. And I think that was the worst year of my life. my schedules on top of that where I just. Hey, I will time. say, moving from the offensive side to the defensive side, man. Now I get it when D coordinators are waiting on that offense coordinator. It's like time. We're supposed to be on defensive practice, and the offense is still going. And you're like, bro. And I'm like, I'll start standing next to Sned at practice. He's still calling plays. Like, hey, what, what do you got next? And he knows when I'm standing next to him like that. He looks at his watch. He's like, oh, man, we went over. I'll, yeah, I'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> but no, so yeah, my big one is just keeping things really simple. So in our coverages, like, it's really simple stuff. Kids understand it. We cross-train them to do it. So we can do really simple coverages. Yeah. We try to stay one high. We might mess with you a little bit with that, but just keeping things simple. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on simplicity all the time. Like, whatever we can do to make kids just play faster. Yeah. Just go. Just, let's play ball. But there we go. What was your stunner blitz? I thought he was covering that. So, I, I'll well, cover the let blitz. Me, you can do it. You but go ahead. I you said, now, I mean, 
I we're, we're switching up our defense a little bit, so we got some other blitzes in there. And with that, we're trying to we're looking at doing some other things where we can keep that simple coverage we're, and maybe bring a boundary. I will say this. When don't it make it to, don't make him open up too much because it's a new defense. He, you uh -huh. never know who's going to listen. It's a whole bro. I don't care who listens. Be, don't do it to him. We were, was, just, we were just talking cry. about this. We haven't even gotten into the depths of it, but my Heath guys will know. We haven't even gotten to the tango yet. Yeah, I'm the psycho to even think about my team. I just looked at it from stuff I liked. I wasn't telling yeah. anybody anything. <laughs> Being like, I'm only my second year as a DC, so I'm doing a lot of deep dive into things. Like you said, yeah. like looking at other things. Because how do we change it? I don't. Yeah. I've never been to D.C., so even last right. year, it was a lot of what were they doing so that I can fall in, and now what can I look into to make it a little bit of my own? So that's where we're Should have been a question from the jump, the difference. Like watching the transition in Chris going from an offensive coordinator to a defensive coordinator and seeing him think about it from an offensive coordinator perspective. And then yeah, being like, I, knew that's, I knew he would be fine. Sheet, like why is my call here. sheet this big? Yeah. It just work those things. Those things small, be be limited and be simple. Was that like, was his thing as offense coordinator too. So that was easy. Simplicity, just the more simple you can make it for the kids. And like you said, like with, even with adding some pressures, I'm a, look. I'll be honest. I'm afraid to blitz now because the first time I sent a six man pressure, the team we played through a little slip screen for seventy some yards. Oh yeah. I was like, guess we're not blitzing. That was hurt. That was hurt. <laughs> the anyway, first time I did got. it. I was like, dang. Everybody gets got. Hey, it was so. a well, learning, learning experience it was, it because was. it was we never taught the peel tape. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I love it. So I think that was a great concept. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to talk about. Come on. Come, come on, pup. You can get in the video. Come on, Peyton. Hey, get in here. Hey, first off, I just want to think about thank Fundraising University for helping us envision this goal of being able to go mobile. And to me personally, beautiful. This might have been my one of my favorite that was episodes. Great. I think it was just being not in for the guests so that we have, just like yeah, person. just being in person. Not the guests. So much cooler. And, and long term yeah. goal, we want to do more of this and maybe even have an in person studio in season two after this season. So I hope we let make us that know happen. what you guys think about this. Yeah. Is it better in person? Did it sound better? Is it better? For let sure. us know. And uh, thank Chris for coming on, and, and thank Nate me. for hosting us in his beautiful house, which they're going to kick you and I out of this community. Oh, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I think I just heard Lisa walk in, and I'm getting kicked yeah. out right when this thing ends. <laughs> I promise. Look at these nerds in the <laughs> I basement promise. podcast. Lisa's not wanting us here so, than we need to be. All right, everybody, thanks for joining in the 614 Headsets. If you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform. We're on everything. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at GLHS. At Coach Sayers 50, at Donnie Mac 98. These guys miss you, Donnie. We miss yeah, you, Donnie. Donnie. Godspeed. Hopefully, your day at work's going great. We're having a way better time. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, great <laughs> work. A terrible day. I loved it. And we'll catch y'all next time. See y'all. Thank you, guys.